This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports, but they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one-price, any-design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same, and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S dot com. Own your look, own the game. You'll lose 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now. Morrow, up to show. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Episode 99 of the Morning Skate. Ked and Hal are here. Wow, here. Hal, how you living, bud? What's been going on? I'm good, dude. Uh, it's been a while since the podcast. Stanley Cup finals are exciting. My Bruins are up 2-1. I went to game one uh, last Monday. Had myself quite a day. Um, so things are on the up and up, dude. How about you? Uh, doing pretty good, dude. I don't think we've talked about it. I started a tattoo sleeve. Feeling kind of tough nowadays. Pretty sick. Uh, and I joined a 28-over wooden bat baseball league that uh, I think I'm on the mound Thursday, dude. I haven't played baseball in 10 years. Today was our first game, went 0-for-2 with a strikeout. But just so the listeners know, I battled from an 0-2 hole to a 10-pitch uh, strikeout there. It was like three feet outside, ask anybody. But, yeah, dude, just keeping busy. Baseball, softball, wheeling and dealing, man. Is your tattoo on your throwing arm? It's fucking right it is, dude. I look sick on your baseball card, dude. Yeah, thanks, dude. We got to get those uh, those dialed in. But, yeah, how was how game one? You kind of want to go over that before we get into NHL news and stuff? No, I don't know. I, no, oh, I actually, I have, a quick sto- I have a quick story for the listeners. So, that day, Hal, we have a group chat, and Hal sent us a video. Nesson was doing, like, a pregame, I don't know, like, no, tidbit. Sportsnet. Sportsnet was doing, like, a pregame tidbit. And Hal is, uh, guys, I'm telling you, he's maybe five and a half feet away from the guy who's on live TV going, let's go, bees, like on repeat. I cannot believe that guy didn't kick the shit out of you. That was yeah, absurd. The funny, of, the funny part about it that really worked out for me is after I did it, I looked back and there was like his two assistants were just staring me down. And I don't think it – they just, like, picked up and moved to another section. And then I heard people over there, like, screaming at him, too. So I think they just, like, couldn't get away from anybody. So it wasn't just me. But, yeah, that was the thing. Um, it was a lot of fun. Like, I just – beers were going down really easy because of the environment and, like, because it was the Stanley Cup final. So that's why I did that. I think I was a little louder than normal. But at the same time, like, like where we are sitting, people are pretty quiet. And then there's other areas that are super loud, like – 
it's the Stanley Cup final. It's like game one. Like I can be as loud as I want, correct? Yeah, a hundred percent. I I was just thinking like if the boys and I were at a like a Stanley Cup game and we looked down, there was just some fucking drunk dude going, "Let's go, bees." I mean, we would have loved them. He, he like we would have yeah. incorporated him to our group. So shout out to you. I thought that was hilarious. That was one of the funniest videos I've seen in a really long time. Maybe we tweeted out. Who knows? We'll see. Um, what about uh? I, I want to go back to your baseball really quick, dude. So, so before we were talking, like I'm getting like a wave of like information from Ken on his baseball league because it started out like this league is like sick. These guys throw hard and like, and then like the last thing we just talked about was that one of his teammates hacks darts in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. So like, can you kind of give our listeners like an overall like viewer understanding of this adult baseball? League? I mean, it's very, it, dude, it's very similar to an adult hockey team. Like there are some really, really good kids. And then you have a couple kids who are still pretty good, but they just hack darts regularly. There's like that wily vet who's like older than everybody else and talks about like how sick he used to be and just loves the game. And like, you could tell like he used to be like really good and he's still pretty good. But like, that's like a classic, like, adult hockey league thing right like there's always that one wily vet that you know has been through the ringer that was sick in his day and he's just looking to win a fucking championship yeah you need one guy like that on your turn it's like it's like the bruins right now david backus or the blues with bowmeister like you need that rallying point you need that veteran who's just trying to get one more first hell yeah and it, like we played at this one field and in, in where we're from and it's like impossible to hit a home run out of this place and the first time I meet him, I'm not even in, like, game stuff. I'm just, like, chilling in the dugout with the boys. And he comes out to me, and he's like, yeah. I was like, D- I think I asked. I was like, does anybody ever get a home run here? And everybody's like, no, that's a bomb. Like, that's a shot. And he comes out to me, and he goes, you better believe when I was in my 30s, I was ripping him out of this ballpark. I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> that's a nails thing to say. But I just, I'm excited for updates on that league. Um, although on the other side, Z, you gotta tune in, kind of, this topic will come back up, my zero of the week. Okay, sounds good to me. Alright, so now we are gonna move on to NHL in the News, Russia edition, play the music, let's go. Alright, we're back, Hal. It makes me feel good that like you care about my baseball career. I appreciate that, man. Uh, first things up, you're going to read the quote because I don't have it in front of me, but Evgeny Kuznetsov was caught on video with uh, a pretty hefty line of cocaine. Uh, the NHL reviewed it, and they said they, they interviewed him and all this stuff, and that they don't believe he took part. There will be no punishable offense. Hal, what was Kuznetsov's... Uh, what was it, what were his words? Yeah, while I have never taken illegal drugs in my life and career, I would like to publicly apologize to the Capitals, my teammates, our fans, and everyone else for putting myself in a bad situation. Kuznetsov said, "This was a lesson for me to learn." Yeah, so I have a take. That's bullshit. Um, I think if like he was around some guys like smoking some weed, I would understand. But a huge line of coke, dude. Like the guy's been around it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, my so my thing on it, like, I don't want to put this guy in the doghouse if it's not true. Obviously, it points to looking like it's true. Like, I get your perspective. 
my take on it is there's no way of getting Kuznetsov that. There's no way he put together those sentences and was like, this is what I want to say to the fans. Like, like right above the quote in this article, it says Kuznetsov also released a statement through cap through the Capitals on Friday. That's just Brian and human resources sitting in his cubicle at the Capitals front office, <laughs> typing something up and being like, all right, Con- control, this, control the media home. before the media controls you, dude. Yeah. 0% chance. That read like something that like is presented at like a dare assembly when you're in like sixth grade. Like, yeah. There's no way. Like if Kuznetsov came out and was like, one, I fuck up. I should. If he came out and said something like, I messed up. I shouldn't have been there. But I didn't do it. I feel like believable. I would believe the guy a thousand times more than that statement. Yeah. Also, like, how dumb do you have to be? It's 2019. Why? Why do people have their phones out there? Like, are you an idiot, dude? Yeah, I don't know. Don't people like that? Like, I don't know if this is true, but I always just assume that athletes, um, like, if you <laughs> went to a party, like, everyone like collected phones at the door or something. Like. Yeah. Or or if it was like one of his boys who released it, like. Get a new set of friends. Yeah. Fuck, man. That's a tough look. Um, <laughs> moving on. Again, he said he didn't do it, so we're going to say he didn't do it. I just, I'm not, I'm not trusting him. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Rumor mills. Tons of rumors. It's rumor week. Uh, first up on the agenda, Dave Pagnota on NHL radio. Uh, Marner negotiations. Ferris and Dubis meeting later this week. Marner still wants Matthews' money. Won't take less than ten. Predicts a three-year, ten million dollar contract on Marlowe. Doesn't see a fit. Leaked from Kings. Kings front office conflicted on rebuilding. Uh, I think Mr. Marner is. Uh, he wants that Matthew that Matthews' money. I wonder if Mitch actually wants it. I bet it's just his dad. I don't know, man. I think I if well here's the thing you gotta think like the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree like think of anyone you grew up with and like if you knew their dad and the kid at the same time usually the dad and the kid are like the same exact person when you boil it down at the end of the day it's a compliment, so dude. at the end of the day Mitch Marner can say like all the right things in the media and he can like ignore his dad but he is his dad like the reason Mitch Marner is in the NHL and probably as good as he is is because his dad is. His, cuckoo for Coco Buffs like I don't know I don't know if you agree with that but I think Mitch Marner wants his money too and I think after the playoffs he's earned it I, yeah I agree with that I just I don't know what they're gonna do about that adorable Austin Matthews Mitch Marner Apple commercial now or I think it's Apple like what are they gonna do about yeah, that now that he wants the same amount of money do you think he'll go what if people don't have an iPhone where they have an Android some shit like that is that what it is hey people again it's 2019 get a fucking iphone that's a huge pet peeve of mine when you're in a group text and one asshole doesn't have an iphone and everything's going green i hate it agree or disagree i mean i agree with that for sure i just don't especially especially on huge especially on huge chain text messages that you send to your fucking uh, uh adult hockey team and only one of them has an android so it fucks it all up and you get like four or five different group messages that kid sucks that's fair. That happened a ton in hockey, and I'd always be like, why do I have, like, 17 texts? That's and you right. never get, like, all of a text or something, no. or, like, you'd miss a message. Yeah, good point there. Um, <laughs> it's a good call. But what I don't get is about this story. Patrick Marlowe, why do the Los Angeles Kings want Patrick Marlowe? Aren't they already, like, the 40-year-old team? Are they just getting all the overpaid veterans uh i just, i also read something that that well i mean they said it wasn't true and i also saw another team being thrown out there as the uh, arizona coyotes i think 
or or whatever or whatever is that is it the ducks who have patrick eves yeah yeah the ducks i think that's what i meant so i don't know man i just don't get who would take on patrick marlowe's contract unless it's one of those teams where the leafs are like willing to give up a prospect or a pick like i would i would rob the leafs blind if i was one of those teams (laughs) i think we kind of crushed it when they signed uh marlowe that was gonna be like yeah it'll be cool for two years but it's not a part of your five-year plan now look that's right, and I'm pretty sure we established this is like year five. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If they didn't, if because if they didn't sign Marlowe, we were 100 percent right. Thank you for bringing that up, dude. We knew that the Maple Leafs were not going to win the Stanley Cup in these four years. They were a very good team. They were just missing a couple pieces, or it's like there's no way they're going to beat the Lightning or the Bruins out of that division. And that's fine. They were building towards the future. So why did they sign Patrick Marlowe? Why did so many people? support it and call us dumb i remember a lot of people that was actually like one thing like because we used to have cousin eddie back then so we used to have some least traction with people who'd be like marlo's gonna be great didn't work out and guess what if you didn't sign marlo like we said you wouldn't have these cap issues so yeah. morning skate one hockey twitter zero big time and like <clears throat> i mean i want to say marlo hasn't been he's been pretty good he hasn't but now it's i mean it just makes sense we did nail it not often we're right but on this one we were and if you guys want to tweet at us and say congratulations, we appreciate it. I love how all that was is we didn't really talk about it. We just, I just patted ourselves on the bat for like forty-five seconds. Um, that's all. That needs, that's all that is, needs to be said, dude. The reason I'm doing that is because we're batting like one eighty-five, probably like prediction-wise. At least I know I am myself. Still a better so batting one average like that, than I have right now, dude. That's right. Fucking goose egg. <laughs> uh, moving on. <clears throat> P.K. Subban may be on the move. Uh, Pagnota, other notes from this radio hit. Vancouver, big game hunting for D. Not Subban because they don't like his attitude. Noise that line A doesn't want to be in Winnipeg. Going to look at options, including an offer sheet. Dallas, Islanders, New York Rangers going to look at Carlson, and the Islanders and the Kings are going to be in on Panarin. Uh, I know I said Subban was on the move, and then I said that he wasn't going to go to uh, Vancouver, but that rumor definitely is out there right now. What do you have on all these names? Let, let's start with Subban. We'll go Subban, and then we'll go Line A, and then we'll go Carlson Panarin. I don't know. I mean, I think the funniest part about the Subban thing is if you look back on that Subban-Weber trade, and it was the biggest trade, like, ever. Like, the National Predators definitely made, like, some runs, <laughs> but it was basically a non-story in the end. Like, mm-hmm. Shea Weber's still there. He's, like, 37 years old, but, it like, he's awesome. still a good player and had yeah. a great season. P.K. Subban, like, peaked, like, a year or two ago. Like, last year, maybe, he was, like, electric. He still had a good year this year, but now he's on the outs after a great run. Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny to me that that trade just really didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you look at Montreal's record with Shea Weber in the lineup versus out of the lineup. It's absurd. Like, so who really did win that trade? You're right. Uh, Nashville went on a couple runs there. They didn't get what they needed to get done. So, I mean, that's interesting. What about this? I don't know. (laughs) It hasn't happened yet, dude. I don't think it's happened yet, but I have a theory on this podcast. Every single superstar gets linked to the Rangers. You start hearing PK to the Rangers. What are your initial thoughts? I would love PK Subban on the Rangers. I just don't think it's going to happen. PK Subban's awesome, dude. He's like, he would easily be our best defenseman. He's disgusting. All right. My only well, thing I just is wanted P- to hear that. I just, just, I don't know. PK's cool when he's on your team and he fucking sucks when you're playing against him because he just fucking dives all the time. Um, yeah. Next one. Talk- 
And I also thought it was funny that Vancouver were big name hunting for D, but not Subban because they didn't like his attitude. I don't. I, these teams oh. just these teams just hate PK Subban, dude. Oh, go ahead. Who's next? Uh, Patrick Line. Noise that Line doesn't want to be in Winnipeg. Going to look at his options, including offer sheet. Patrick, I mean, Patrick Line not too happy in Winnipeg. Now, let me tell you this. You just said whenever a big name goes out there, blah, 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 blah. A line of Patrick Line and Capo Caco, dude, that'll that'll get me hard for about 20 years. But wouldn't, if you, I don't know how that would work, though. Like, I don't know either, but I would love You it. really think that would actually work out? Patrick Line to me, seems like he's going to be a star in the NHL, but he's not going to be on the Rangers until <laughs> his prime is gone. Yeah, probably, but I would love for the Rangers just to turn into a Finnish powerhouse. I don't know. Here's the here's the other thing too. So we've been pumping Finland's tires yeah, left have. and right. Patrick Line came out like one of the greatest starts ever this season, and then he kind of fizzled off. He was actually all right in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he was good in the playoffs. He wasn't bad. Like, that was, he wasn't their problem. <clears throat> I know that Winnipeg's not a beautiful place to play, but who does that guy think he is? <laughs> to be able to start doing trade demands after like getting it down here. Well, it's not—it's 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 not a trade he's demand. It's, it's not a trade demand. It's just him saying that he doesn't particularly like being in Winnipeg, and it's just noise, dude. I love how it's called noise. Who's yeah. making the noise? Well, I mean, it might just noise means it's not even a rumor. So I'm just gonna actually say that it's false because I don't believe that Patrick Line would be crying this hard. Maybe he doesn't want to play in Winnipeg, <clears> but <throat> I don't think he'd be making noise about it. All right. Next one, <clears throat> Dallas, the Islanders, and the Rangers are going to look at Eric Carlson. I mean, we've known that the Rangers are going to look at him. If he were to go, what team would he help out more, Dallas or the Islanders? I would say the Islanders because I think in Dallas he's a little repetitive. You have Heis- you have Haskinen. And listen, I if you follow the 99 episodes of the Morning Skate that we've made so far, I had been up and down on Carlson. It used to make me mad that he won the Norris, and then he started beating the Bruins, but then he got traded to San Jose, and like he went through all that stuff. He's a really good player. I'm not denying that, but he gets injured a lot, and he's going to demand a lot of money, and I would be scared to pay Eric Carlson a ton of money. He gets hurt a lot, dude. It's like every year, and it sucks because like when he's healthy, he's so fucking good. Because there's only one way to stop Eric Carlson, and that's to hurt him. Like yeah. he's like a hundred. He looks like he's 112 pounds out there. He looks sick, though, dude, player. with the sl- sleeve tattoo and the long hair out the back. Like he looks yeah. like the fucking man. The the weird mustache thing he's got going on. Fuck, I wish I was him. I agree, and I don't know if you're gonna like understand this analogy either. But do you remember when RG three was a huge thing <laughs> in the NFL? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not, dude. I'm a Giants fan, so like when he first came out his rookie year, I was like, "Son of a bitch, we have to deal with this kid for the next fucking fifteen years." So my here's my thing: is RG three? He was so good his rookie year, but he took so many hits because he just wanted to make electric plays that he like got injured and he sucked. Eric Carlson, like. Can Eric Carlson, as an older defenseman, can he make a transition to play more like a Nick Lidstrom, where they just have like a good poke check and can skate and can still run your first power play? Because I think he can. Like I don't know how like he can get less injured, but there's got to be a way. Yeah, I. He's just small, dude, and defensemen take their hits. Like we're gonna get into the Bruins uh, Blues series, but 
The fucking defensemen in that series are just getting fucking lambasted, dude. I feel it sucks. Um, and then the last one, the Islanders and the Kings are going to be in on Panarin. I just don't know what the Kings are doing now. Like, what what can they do to make it better without going full rebuild? The Kings? I don't know because the, the problem the problem with the Kings to me is that how are they going to go full rebuild because they have so many old contracts. I know we have that one fan who's a Kings fan, and the other thing, and I don't even know if this is true anymore, but I never really want to doubt out or doubt Kopitar like. I think he's a really good player. I think a Jonathan Quick can stay healthy, kind of like Carlson. He's a great player. They're just such a weird team, though, because they have so many bad contracts. But if they could, if they could keep like two or three of those veteran players and then flip it with a whole young core, that would be great. But I just don't think they have the prospects to do it yet. Yeah, I just I think they're kind of similar to the Blackhawks, right? And they, and I don't think that they've gotten uh, quite the number of electric young players that the Blackhawks have gotten over the last couple of years. No, I would agree with that, and I think, and I think at some point too. The other thing with the Kings is some of these older players. If you're not getting what you want trade value, I still think you have to pull the trigger. Like if you got rid of Kopitar last year, right at the trade deadline, when there's some buzz, even if you didn't like like the return that you got, that could still be a win for your organization. Like you're gonna have to like take some bullets. Like it's not gonna be perfect. Yeah, but, but dude, I just think Kopitar they're in this would weird. demand so much, dude. He's like, he's like a top. I'd say definitely I say, top fifteen. Oh, I said Kopitar. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, dude. This is a rough Sunday night for hell. I meant to say Kovalchuk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That makes way more sense. I'm like, I don't know why you're trading yeah. Kopitar. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm trading Kopitar for Line A and Truba, dude. Fucking Truba, dude. Truba to the Rangers. Um, yeah, so I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen there. If the fucking New York Islanders get Artemi Panera and Eric Carlson, that just, that'll kill me. Um... Moving on, this is unconfirmed, but Bob McKenzie said the Buffalo Sabres are closing in on an eight-year, $72 million deal. It's $9 million a year with Jeff Skinner. He scored 40 goals last season and uh, matches career high in points in 63. $9 million a year for a guy who scored 63 points. This, I promise you, this contract won't backfire. I know, dude. This is a weird one, though, because at the same time, I'm kind of... If I was a Sabres fan, I would be happy. I think this contract is going to turn ugly, and it could go either way. But you got to try to sign your players. It's kind of like with the Blue Jackets when they just started shooting everything down at the trade deadline. Dude, eight If you're years? the Sabres and this guy, dude, he scored like 40 goals. When was the last time anyone scored 40 goals? If he can be like Phil Kessel like and score 30-40 on a second-line role or third-line role for your team, it's not that bad. I know it's a lot of money. But, like, what are the Sabres going to do? Let a player who finally did good for them and didn't retire after walk? No, dude, I completely agree with you, but eight years kills me. Because let's, so let's, let's say he's good in the first four. Then you're going to have four years of a guy making $9 million a year who's going to put in 20 goals. Yeah, but then you trade him to the Coyotes and they just – Bury him in the minors, and they give you a couple. You give him a couple draft picks. I don't know. I just, it, I, I don't mind the uh, how much he's getting a year, but the eight years scares the shit out of me. There, I'm sure there's no and movement a, clauses and shit. Yeah, and he's had like concussion issues too. I'm sure it's loaded with that stuff. So he has a in, like an injury prone past. So I mean, obviously that scares you, but I think. You know how a lot of times the contracts are like front loaded, so the majority yeah. of the money's in like first five years. If his bottom three years are light, he's not a, and he's still like performing, which I think he'll be like maybe a twenty goal scorer when he's like thirty three. 
like that's not a bad trade deadline pickup if his contract's not too bad. Like I think they'll be able to move him at the end. I don't know, man. That's a maybe you're right. I just think that's a really long time. Um, really, really quick with the combine. Capo Caco, after winning every championship you possibly could, decided not to attend the combine. Baller fucking moved to that guy. And then Jack Hughes goes to the combine, but doesn't do any physical fitness tests. As a Rangers fan, I cannot be more in on Capo Caco. I fucking love him. Sorry, Capo Caco. Uh, I mean, Jack Hughes is still pretty good, just in case we do get him. But I just, I don't know. What do you have on this? I don't have, I don't really have much on it. I don't know why Jack Hughes went, though. Why did he have to talk with teams? Like, what is he worried about? I have no idea. So, I don't know. I thought I just wanted your take on that, but... It would have been cooler uh, if Jack Hughes did it first. But as soon as Capo Keiko said he wasn't going, it kind of put Hughes in a weird spot, I think. Right. I mean, do you think, like... I'm assuming probably Jack Hughes would not, like, test that well. He looks like he's probably, like, scrawnier. Do you think that's part of it, or do you think he's just like, I don't need to? I'm not entirely sure. Or do you think... I saw a tweet the other day saying, uh, you know they have to do like pull-ups and shit? Pe- people are yeah. like, people are pissed that they're being judged by how many pull-ups they do and they think it doesn't have to do with hockey. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I don't really know if it does or not. I think it's an overall fitness thing. I mean, people forget. I think Jake DeBrusque is one of the Bruins that like miserably failed his like physical tests when everyone was like complaining about that terrible draft they had and like, Jake DeBrusque went to his first camp and, like, failed everything. So I don't think it's the end of the world. Like, at the same time, like, you sh- if you're going to get drafted in the NHL, you should be able to do a couple pull-ups. Yeah, I think so, too. I would agree with that. Uh, you like, have- I've seen, like, okay. I've seen, like, this is a classic case. Like, we have a friend, Dubsy, and in his parents' kitchen, for some <laughs> reason, they had, like, a pull-up bar on one of the doors, and the kid used to just rip them out while we were eating, like, a turkey sandwich, like – trying to get ready for, like, a adult league hockey game, and he pumped, like, five out. Like if he can do that, and his only source of physical fitness is beer league hockey and those Sean T workout videos he used to do in his living room, then the NHL prospect should be able to bang out at least seven or eight. I'll give you that. Especially because it's like, I don't know, you're, you're going to, like, a professional thing you want to get drafted. You'd think you'd be able to be capable of doing something like that. No, let's. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I am terribly out of shape. If I had to do, if you said, like, when I was 17, like, seven pull-ups, it would be a struggle, and my arms would be shaking, and I'd probably pass out. But I think at that peak of athleticism, an average person can bang that out. How many? Seven. Oh, dude, that's a high number. Seven? Yeah, dude, pull-ups suck. When you're like in the physical best physical, fitness are we are we talking? Yeah, I mean that's different. <clears throat> that's different because like yes, you're right. Best physical thing that yes, you can do seven. But I think if you were asking, I could not do. I could not do a pull up today. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. I think if you ask like most people if they could do seven pull ups, I think they're saying probably not. No, I'm saying 17 year old me. If I was going to the combine, could have willed at least seven out. <laughs> could have willed. Yes, yes, I'll give you that. Uh... You wrote this down, Montreal Canadiens host own combine. Did you want to talk about that? Yeah, I just, what do you think on this? So basically what they did, they have like Saku Koivu and another European player that's skipping my name, and they set up a European combine so for all the Swedes and Finns. So they have all the Swedish players and all the Finnish players, obviously not Capo, going to this combine that they're hosting themselves, no other NHL teams there. And it's like a hot market, dude. I feel like that's a college football recruiter 
going to Texas. How is that allowed? Just, because here's the thing. Because prospects are still considered amateurs and they're not a part of the NHLPA, none of those rules apply to them. So why don't other teams do that? That's fucking genius. They're the first team to ever do it. I don't know. But I, I, I find it – I think it's a really cool idea. Um, and like I said too, like what name a better place. Like you get <laughs> to see all those – like there's always kids from Finland that are drafted in the sixth or seventh round that become like filthy or Sweden. Like, why would you not want to go over it's there genius. and find that? It's absolute genius. I didn't know teams could do that. I could see the NHL putting a kibosh to that next year. Because, like, why? I don't know. I can't see one team monopolizing that. Yeah, dude. I was like the LA Kings. I'd, I'd like, send, like, a Facebook group invite out to all the prospects and be like, come, like, come out on Long Beach. Like, we'll give you a sick pad and come to our combine. And, like, make players fall in love with it and just have guys go to you, too. Like, if, if the Montreal Canadiens can do this, why doesn't every <laughs> NHL team have their own combine? Yeah. Players work out for different teams in the NFL all the time. I, I don't know. I think it's an interesting kind of thing. I think it's awesome. Uh, and then you also put down NBCSN. What do you have on that? It's Saturday night. It's game three of the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. There's nothing bigger to this league than this game. This is like this is like what the whole season's about. This is what you market. Playoff hockey. It's tied one one. St. Louis has the first Stanley Cup home game in forty nine years. It's going nuts. Okay. And what do you do? You put it instead of putting it on NBC, you put it on NBCSN. Why is it not on like the flagship station? And do you want to know what was on NBC? A rerun of Dateline. And I oh. love Dateline as much as the next guy, Keith Morrison. I mean, that guy could write a poem for me and I'd fall asleep. But why is that on NBCSN? If I was Gary Bettman, I would be like, terminate this contract. Like, there's got to be something better. Like, give our league a your chance. best channel. Yeah. I, I First off, I didn't know that you were a Dateline guy. I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode. Maybe once it merged. It's unbelievable. <clears throat> um, but I think you're I'll right. Be- this wasn't the direction I, that I thought you were going in at all. I thought you were going with the pre-concert. No, we'll get to that later. Okay. All right, all right. We'll get to Unless that. Unless you want to talk about it now. No, we... Talk about it now. Well, how later did you want to get to it, dude? I was going to talk about it in the series, but I mean, we can just... All right, yeah. We'll well, just... We're hopping right into the... We're hopping into the series right now anyway. So, Boston, St. Louis. Boston's up 2-1. That can be the first thing we talk about. <laughs> you want to go right to the pregame show in St. Louis before game three? Yes. First off, who was the singer that they had? I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea who it is. Yeah. She has a song on the radio. The Oh, Echo. It's like Echo Chamber, Echo Smith. Like She was singing the song about wishing she was a cool kid. I there wish was that like, I could be that, like the cool kids, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was singing that to like 115 Blues fans in like a park. Like <laughs> It was one of the weirdest things i've ever done like i i guess that goes back to the nbc and the nhl promoting the game like is that what you want to see before you go into a hockey game i don't don't think so and listen before we get into all this stuff i know that uh a lot of people think that i don't like the blues i don't like a lot of people on the blues but i had family in missouri kind of changed my tune a little bit so i'm not going to be fucking chirping the blues the entire time because i i do think they're a good team this this concert right here, I don't think that's on the Blues. I think the NHL desperately needs to stop fucking hosting concerts because they don't know what they're doing. 
I'm taking back to you just dropped the I family in Missouri. I did, dude. Growing up, I well, well I, just, I just, I just, I, I just, I just say that because like the sheriff would be ruined hard for the Blues this series. Fair, that's fair. But I mean, I mean, we can jump right into it then. Last but do you game. do you, do, you wait, hold on, hold on. do you agree or disagree with that? Like the NHL needs to fucking cool it with these stupid fucking concerts. Yeah, or even if like I'm fine if you have the concert like while it's there, just don't put it on TV because it's embarrassing. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, what's that fucking horse song that's out right now that everybody sings? Yeah, I know the old, old town or whatever. Why is that guy fucking performing yeah. outside of Boston? Why is it, like, what's going on? And and oh. also, did you see the video of him going into an elementary school and singing that song? And all the kids jumping up and down? Yeah, that was electric. That was terrifying. Yeah. I was fucking scared. Like, I had a... Te- Dude, oh, I- can, I, can I have a quick a quick sidebar here? I had to go uh, get cleats the other day, and I'm in this store, and there's this little kid fucking screaming, crying, throwing a giant hissy fit. He's, like, small enough to be inside the cart. Like hitting his mom and shit. How? This did not go on for one minute. This was like a fifteen minute ordeal of this kid screaming at the top of his lungs to the point where I almost went up to the lady and was like, "Hey, can you shut up your kid?" Or like, "Can I buy what your kid wants so it'll shut up?" Like it was that bad. <laughs> All right, no, no <laughs> thoughts. But okay, yeah, whatever. Hop right into it. No, no, I know that's the worst, dude. I'm right there with you. So I went out to lunch. Uh, it must have been like Saturday, and it was like this seafood place, like on the water. And there was this couple from uh, Connecticut that had a minivan, and they're wearing like jean shorts, and they just started <laughs> screaming at their kid, "That's it, get in the car!" <laughs> and I was just like, "Buddy, like, what are you doing?" <laughs> he had like four kids. I, I was, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But um, uncomfortable yeah. situations. That guy definitely had Great. one of those "Life is Good" stickers on the back of his minivan too. I don't think so, dude. If you did, you'd peel off years ago. <laughs> All right, so let's hop into the bees. So, Go for it. Do you want to just start on game three? Like, do we should we cover the rest? I feel like it's kind of old news. Yeah. Uh, I mean, long story short, the Bruins they what they won game one. You were there. We kind of talked about it. Do you have any other stories about game one or no? No, I mean it was a really good surge. I thought the Blues looked great in the first period. I think I was kind of right in the sense that I thought the layover for the Bruins would last like a period. That's what it took when Columbus played them. And then the Bruins kind of found their game and had that great comeback. Game two, the Blues looked great. They dominated. Yeah, they, they brought really like, did. the physical game. So, I mean, they had a good game there. I know it went into overtime. Oh, wait, this is were super high. But the, at the... What about the suspension to uh, Sunquist on the hit on Grizzlick? Yeah, I think that, to me, that's fair, dude. Like, I I know Eddie O was, like, losing his mind about Grizzlick, like, changing his body. But it, no defenseman, when you skate towards the puck, like, if you're going straight for the puck and they just dumped it in, there's a heavy forecheck on you, you're not just going to go straight back because you're going to get creamed. You're going to try to juke one way or the other. Yeah. I always say, too, when you grow up on the back of those jerseys, there's always those teams that suck that had those stupid stop signs on the back. Like, it's a one-game suspension. I'm fine with that. Did he need to do it? No. 
But if the NHL wants to get rid of headshots, and that was clear, and I think one game was perfect. And Grizz looks out, so like... Fuck. I feel like there's been tons of other headshots going on right now, and they're like being real picky and choosing on what ones are fucking being suspended. The, the Sunquist hit on Grizzlick, I can't believe he only got one game. Like, he literally hit him in the head. There was no, like... The, they always say the head's a principal point of contact. Well, it can't get any more principal than that. Yeah. No, I agree. I didn't know what you were going to say on that one, but like... Clean shots to the head. I just figured Stanley Cup final one game would probably be what he got. Because um, they didn't want to get, like... What did you think about the Chara hit on... I, I don't even know who it was on. He hit somebody high in game three when they were up big, and he went to the box and they scored. I forget who he hit. But, like, that was a hit to the head. The guy just, like, didn't get hurt. What? No, I don't... <laughs> This is going to sound bad. I honestly don't even remember. I was just celebrating at that point, so I didn't really care. Yeah, Char took I mean, a, he took a penalty in the mean, third. He took a penalty in the third, and uh, Blue scored on the power play, but it was like literally a direct hit to the head. It wasn't like a hit. I don't it was know. Like a I, my, my, thing, my thing on game three with Char, and maybe that was a hit to the head, I really have no idea. I haven't seen anyone talking about it. Was the Char Maroon thing where they both got sent to the box? Um, like prior to the whistle, how do you call? How do you call a penalty on them? The Stanley Cup final. Like I understand you're trying to control the game, but like a couple of guys just playing lumberjack at the draw get taken off. That made no sense to me. I think it's it's just them trying to control that game because there it was super physical throughout the entire course. Like I I don't know. I wish they just dropped the puck because then maybe we would have saw our fucking first fight. And what about so so? Braden Shen, Braden Shen's almost missed on Pasternak. That would have changed the series. Pasternak would have been gone. I mean, dude, he was flying in the air. Like, give me a break. And the crazy part, too, I can't believe Pasternak ducked that because when it first happened, there you could hear, like, a loud noise. It was like a bang. Like, I didn't know what hit. I don't know if it was, like, shoulder pads. But that would have been crazy. And then the Sammy Sweetheart blaze hit on Bacchus. Like, that kind of pissed me off because then – Right after that, DeBrus took a penalty, so I don't know. The Blues play hard, though, and I don't hate it. Yeah, no, the Blues, they sent, they're a heavy team, dude. I didn't realize how hard they hit, and it's every shift. Sammy Blaze, what do you have on him? Like, we kind of just talked about him. Clint Frazier just made another fucking error. Jesus. Okay. Can you stop watching the fucking Yankees, I'm dude? sorry. Here sorry. I am talking about the playoffs, and I see his eyes up there watching Clint Frazier. Field of baseball. No, I mean, he didn't. He, he didn't field of baseball. But yes, I turned off the game. Okay, I'm I'm dialed in. Sammy Blaze, dude, he throws the body. But Sammy, you you yeah. you made a really good point. In our group text that anybody named Sammy, you can't really take that serious. Yeah, he throws some big hits, dude. But at the end of the day, his name's Sammy. You can't really get past that. That's the bottom line. He looks like a good player. If he was a Bruins prospect, I would really like him. He's young. He's physical. He plays on that second line. Although he hasn't really produced much. It's kind of funny because if you look at both teams' second lines, he's one right wing and the other right wing's back. Is so like they're both just kind of out there hitting people. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of like a. I mean, he doesn't score like Tom Wilson does, but the way they play, like they throw heavy hits every single time they're out there. Yeah, and here's my one thing, and I put this up there. So Craig Bruby came out and said he's upset with the refs and the amount of penalties that they're getting. Saw that. This is the only problem that I have with the Blues. Is like I respect it. I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't. They have. The same approach the Bruins had in 2011. Get good goaltending and punch people in the face and try to win a cup. That's what they're trying to do. I'm all for it. I respect it. No anger there. But then you can't 
get mad when you're taking penalties. Like, I don't think, and maybe I'm wrong, did you think there's a lot of bad calls? Like, they've also let stuff go. They let Perron stare down Rask that we'll get to. Like, I don't think the refs have been controlling these games. No, I don't think so either. He, he made a point that, like, he was the least penalized team, and in this series he has so many. I, to me, it's not like they're calling it just for the Bruins. Like, the Bruins have been on the kill. I, I, I don't know what the numbers are, but it seems like even. Yeah, I mean, the and that's the difference, too, is if you're going to be a physical team, you have to have a good penalty kill. You can't let the other power play go four for four. Like, if that's your game, then you have to kill penalties. Like, when I get mad sometimes when the Bruins don't retaliate, and the only reason I'm okay with it is because they have such a good power play. But, like, if you're the Blues, if I'm a Blues fan, I can live with the penalties. I just can't live with the piss-poor penalty kill. Yeah. Yeah, and I think part of that has to go to their goalie. Do you think Jordan Bennington's nervous yet, dude? I don't know. What are your thoughts on Bennington? Because you've been up and down on him. At one point, you compared him to the Hamburglar. I, I'll never get that out of my head. I don't like him. I think he's a good goalie. I just, I just asked you if you think Jordan Bennington's nervous. You know who was nervous? Fucking Jake Allen. He was like, son of a bitch, I have to play hockey now? Like, that guy must have been shitting his pants. He didn't play too bad, though. He didn't, but he's he, but he's Jake Allen. Does yeah, that that's true. Sense? I would say, though, wouldn't it be one of the coolest NHL stories ever? It wouldn't really be cool. It would just be like one of those like crazy ones if Jake Allen came in and like went on a run and like won the Stanley Cup. Right, dude. <laughs> Jake Allen. I thought like when, I don't know, I thought when I thought when they were down 5-1 or whatever and they put Allen in, if they came back and won that game, I was wondering who was going to start the next one. Yeah, I mean, clearly they're going to go back to Bennington. Uh, I don't think he's played that bad. I just think, like, the Blues D, I think, were a little overrated. I think the Blues have a great offense, and I think that you have some good defensemen. But, like, I feel like Jay Bomeister's kind of exposed. Like, he's a feel-good story, but he's older. Like, I don't I don't know. I don't feel that nervous about the matchups. I like Paranko. I like the way he plays. Petrangelo, veteran move, trying to, uh, with that slash at the end on Achari, just kind of, that last ditch effort, I don't hate that. Yeah. Um, I don't know though, dude. I, I just I don't think you can blame Bennington for everything. He got worked in Game Three. Yeah, no, for sure. He'll and be, I think he'll he be back. Dude, I thought he played good in the first period of Game Three. He made that fucking save on David Pasternak, that cross ice one timer, and I was like, holy shit, how did he get to that? Like that he, yeah. dude, he's a good goalie. Like he is. I fucking hate him, and he he just reminds me of a robot. But he's a very 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 good goalie. Yeah, and then, so switching gears, I'll stay with the Blues player. You kind of denounced your hatred for him after we loved him forever. I still like Patty Maroon, but there was that clip of him after Game 2 going viral that was him saying, like, you guys are fucked. If the Bruins lose, or if the Bruins win the series and the Blues lose, that clip's going to get played, like, forever. Yeah, yeah it should. I mean, I'm out on Patty Maroon. We went over this. Yeah, I know. I just think it's funny because, like, if that if he said that to the press, then it'd be like a Mark Messier moment. But he like got caught saying it on camera, so it's almost like oh shit! Like he was in the heat of the moment, but that gif is just gonna stare him down for the, the rest of his life. Yeah, man. I just I'm not. And fucking Perron, dude, that guy annoys the shit out of me. How has nobody taken a run at that guy yet? He is the most annoying fuck on the ice. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I was going nuts when he got in Raf's face. I wanted someone to punch him, but. 
I don't know. He's kind of like David Perron. Like, it's kind of weird to me because back in the day, like, he was such like a heel and he still kind of is, but doesn't have that pizzazz. It just looks like people just ignore him now. It's like, all right, like, let David Perron, like, cry in the corner for like three minutes and he'll be back up to his shenanigans again. Like, do you know what I mean? He just seems almost irrelevant out there to me. Yeah, I mean... I, I was actually going to say he's way more talented than I thought he was. He made this one play where he caught a pass like through his legs off his skate and then made a cut into the middle of the ice. And I forget who the Bruins defenseman was, but he just fell over. Like, he's pretty talented. I just fucking hate the guy. Hate him. No, yeah. I was saying more. I, I was saying his, like, his pest days are kind of washed up. He's not the same pest he used to be, like. He has, an, he has, like, an annoying face, but he doesn't really get riled up. Like you, you just nailed it. He has that face that you just want to fucking punch. We just like, and you just, so I'm going to give you a second really quick, and I don't know if you have anything uh, teed up for this, but I wanted to ask, because you said you got the Missouri ties, you kind of want to, you're kind of giving the Blues a chance, you do like them, we just shit on like three of their players, is there like one or two Blues that really stood out to you? Uh, I think Sammy Blaze is pretty good, I like Sunquist before he got his thing, he's a, fu- he's a little rat, but he actually plays the game pretty good. Uh, Petroangelo is a really good dude. He's quite the leader that they have. They got a good captain over there. Um, other than that, I mean, who do, who's the other guys? I got Portuzo on defense. He kind of reminds me of Dumoulin. Uh, wasn't Robbie Fabry supposed to be sick? Robbie Fabry, sorry. Yeah, and he had all his injuries. Oh, that's what happened? Because, like, I saw him kind of skating around, but I kind of forgot that he was on that team. Um... I think, honestly, what it's come down to right now is I think the Bruins' depth is, like, out-depth St. Louis. Yeah. I like. I mean, I like Barbashev, too, on the fourth line. The one guy that I don't think you like him either that I can't get a read on on their fourth line is Alex Steen. Hey, Alex Kind of looks kind of... Another, another rat. <laughs> I, I, I wish the um, Bruins had players say... that I liked because I actually would be a St. Louis Blues fan. It's just really hard to root for some of their guys. <laughs> I'll switch gears. A guy I really like. I know you were pumped about his hit in game one. Tory Krug, first Bruins defenseman, score, have four points in a Stanley Cup final game. That's an organization that had guys like Bobby Orr, Ray Bork, Paul Coffey, like playing of plenty of playoffs. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. And that, what are your, I mean, he's been huge. Dude, that, that, hit, that hit in game one was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I tweeted this out, and obviously I'm like I th- I think I said like if I could choose any legacy like one moment to define my career like I think it'd be cool to score game seven like overtime goal to win a cup like shit like that but like more of a realistic type fucking thing would be that Tory Krug hit lose losing your helmet then going full tilt down the ice and just yard sailing Robert Thomas that was so fucking cool dude the hair's flowing in the breeze like. All the girls were just like, oh, my God, Tori Krug, do me. It was just – it was incredible. I couldn't believe it. Like, that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The one thing I will say about that is Tori Krug definitely is the all-time leader in Boston Bruins history for most time on ice without a helmet. Yeah. The dude loses his helmet a lot. And he – and the funniest thing about him is he has – he, like, always snaps his head back before he starts skating. Like, he gets it going. Because he has that long ass hair, so he's got the bangs down low at first. I don't know. He's a he's a goofball, but I love him. Think um, about the balls you have to go full tilt and, and run through somebody without a helmet on. All that guy has yeah, to do yeah. is lift up his stick, and you are fucked, dude. And the crazy thing too about that is like, that's a hard play. Like you're either gonna hit, like he was either gonna hit him and it was gonna be sick, or that guy was gonna be gone. 
Yeah. Like, can you imagine if he just dove at him and missed and, like, hit his head against the board? <laughs> It was a 50-50 call, but he went for it. I don't know. I was sick. I mean, so far for me, that's been the series. Like, I just, I don't know. That moment. And it's kind of cool, dude, because, like, you know how after every Stanley Cup run, they always do, like, that uh, documentary sort of thing or whatever? Like, watching that Tory Krug hit and hearing the boys on the bench after that happened, like, that's that's part of the reason why I want the Bruins win, just so I can watch that DVD and, like, see what they said. Because if I was on the bench, I probably would just start stroking it right there. That was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it, dude. So, game four prediction tomorrow night, Monday. Are you thinking that the Blues come back and tie it up after a beatdown, or do you think the Bruins take control? I think it goes back to Boston 2 2. This is going to be a six series. This is going to be a long series. I think it's going to be a six series. I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked if this went seven. Yeah, we'll see. I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm obviously very optimistic, but for some reason right now in my brain, I feel like the Bruins have been a better road team in the playoffs. They play like a more controlled game. So if they, I can see them winning game four and then going home and losing game five and maybe taking it in six. Like I would hope it wouldn't go seven. I feel good about Bruins in six right now. It's always kind of like the safe prediction, but I don't know. I think they'll win tomorrow night, and then I think – I don't think the Blues are going to go down easy. You know what's good for you, dude, is Tuka Rask is playing, I mean, hockey that you haven't seen from a goalie in a really long time. Has he been pulled in the playoffs yet? No. So there was that stat that I think they read on NBC. It was, this was the second time, like, ever that two goalies had made it to the Stanley Cup final cell getting pulled once, and then Bennington finally got pulled. But Tuka hasn't been pulled once. In 2013 against the Blackhawks, he didn't get pulled once. That's insane. Like, statistically. He's one of the best like playoff goalies ever, and and to score goals, dude, they have to like you have to get traffic on net and has to like go off bodies. Like that's how people have been scoring goals on him. Like that game, I think who was it? Someone banked it off Carlos back in the last game, and I think it happened one and one or two too. So he's been lights out, dude. I can't say enough about him. Completely agree. Oh, speaking of speaking of statistics, really quick, dude, I do just want to shout out one more Bruin, and people really won't care about this. This has me feeling really uneasy. Dan Heinen, he's been playing on that third line um, with Johansson and Coyle. Mojo. Would have been great. Um, and I actually like Heinen's game, and he's done some really good things. And I think resp- he's always responsible and in the right place. But he is a Corsi god. So I don't know how to feel about him now. <laughs> he like leads the Bruins in like every Corsi stat imaginable. He is like an advanced statistic nerd's wet dream. And like he plays well, but like. To me, that just shows, like, there's no way those stats are that accurate, that he's far and away the most productive player on the ice. Where's he from? Uh, British Columbia, but he played at Denver. He's a Canadian? He played in, like, the BCHL. I thought he was, like, a... Yeah, he was actually... He was a Canucks fan, dude. If you pull it up, there's two tweets from him in, like, 2011. I thought that he was, like, a uh, like a Dane. Or like a European dude. I I was wondering where he was from. Good to know that. Um, All right, but that was NHL the news and the quick breakdown. So now we're gonna get into a Patty B uh, voicemail brought to you by uh, Company Thirty Nine. Company Thirty Nine is creating digital hockey camps with some of the best players on the planet, giving amateur players, coaches, and parents the ability to learn directly from the best. If you're a young hockey player, you need this. You get to see what a player like Joe Pavelski had to go through to get to where he is. 
If you're a men's league bender like me, you'll love it. If you're a hockey parent or coach looking to motivate your players, this is for you. You get an ebook with mindset tools from the athlete, and you get in-depth on-ice drills that you don't normally see, but you know that the pros use. I'm excited to say that we have a promo code to share with you guys. Go to company39.com, that's K-O-M-P-A-N-Y-3-9.com, and use the promo code MORNINGSKATE to save 20% off. While you're there, check the testimonials and see names like Charlie McAvoy and Anders Lee giving them their full endorsement. It's no joke, so head on over to company39.com, stop wondering, and start learning from the best. And take it away, Patty B. Hey, this is the Patty B. Hotline, brought to you by the Morning Skate. All right, Patty B. time. Here we go. Let's hear it. Hey, Morning Skate. Patty B. here. All right, um, question for the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you think it will repeat itself in the course of action throughout the series? When a team gets swept, the team that um, plays in the next round they get eliminated. Would you say that is the case for the Blues and Bruins, or the playoffs have just been so predictable anything can happen? All right, uh, let's go, Blues! There you go, All right, Patty B. Um, <clears throat> he's essentially saying every team in the playoffs that swept another team loses in the next round. Do you buy that or no? I'm a Bruins fan, so I'm obviously going to say no. I just want to say there's one thing I want to address. Dressed, Patty B. You go to all the Sabres games. You're a Sabres fan. Ryan O'Reilly dumps over the organization, and he dumps all over the city. And then you're going to be going, "Let's go Blues" on our voicemail, dude. Come on, come I think- on. You can't. <coughs> I know you. I know does not like Boston. I know you don't want the Bruins to win. I respect that. But you, to watch him raise the Stanley Cup a year after just totally leaving Jack Eichel and the crew behind. Come on. I think uh, I think Patty B's favorite team is the Blues. I think he just likes the Sabres because he lives in Buffalo. Does that change anything? I thought he was a Devils fan. I think he I has, he was he a has, Devils he has ties to the Devils too. I don't know how that works. To be completely honest with you, they have like they have like That's him and his brother have like three favorite teams. I think you're right because I do think the I think the Patty B's have ties to St. Louis for some reason, and I think you are right. He is a Blues fan, so I take it back a little bit, Patty B. But that's going to sting a little bit. You got a Benedict Arnold on your crew, so that I is, stand by it. That is true. All right, thanks. Thanks for the voicemails, Pat. If you want to call in, 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. You guys can call us any day of the week. Your voicemail will be played on here. Let's get some calls. Uh, now we're going to move on to Laga Sports, Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros. How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stempniak. All right, heroes and zeros time. Uh, I'll go first. My hero of the week is Charles Barkley. Did you, he like pretty much came out and said that Marshan was just a rat and that he's like really good, but he would love to punch him in the face. I thought that was hilarious. I don't follow basketball, I actually hate basketball. But I think Charles Barkley is one of the funniest dudes ever. Like, he just says what he says whenever he wants to say it, and he just he does not care. And to me, I can tip my hat to that. Marshan came back and said it was cool that he knows my name. He's a legend. And to me, the whole time, it just sounded like he wanted to be friends. So what did you have on Charles Barkley, dude? <laughs> I don't know. There's not much more to say than what you said. Charles Barkley is, in fact, the man. Um, yeah, I, I wish, I think, and I don't know how accurate the this is, but if you want to look for a comparable to the NHL, I think he's a cooler version of JR. 
Like, JR is cool in his own way, but I think he speaks his mind more. Yes, yes, I'll give you that 100%. Uh, And then I'll just... I don't know, I mean, I... I'll just I'll finish off my mind really quick because you have three zeros that you're gonna rip through. But my zero of the week goes a lack of ice time if you're not playing in a hockey league. Like been over this. I'm playing baseball. I'm not in a league anymore. The lack of ice time out there for people who want to play pickup is rough during the summer. I I think I forgot about that and that's why I always play in a league. So that's my zero of the week. Give me some ice slots that aren't at twelve thirty on a Friday. Are there any teams that have talked to you about being a, like a permanent sub? Uh, yeah, I played on this one team last week. I skated for the first time in months. It felt good, uh, but they they have a couple guys that just stay on the ice the whole time. So like, I think I got like seven shifts. That's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Um, my zero of the weeks. I'll rip through them. My first zero is a little hypocritical. It is you and Mer. Um, Last year when I was on this podcast, after the Bruins got bounced from the second round, I basically was like, it's, it's on to baseball and feeling good about baseball. This year, the Bruins are in the Stanley Cup Finals. I catch you looking at the Yankees game uh, during the podcast. Merv last night during the Bruins game was texting about his Yankees crushing the Red Sox. Not now. Like I'm in the zone right now. I don't care about baseball. I don't care that the Red Sox stink right now. I'm on to bigger and better things. When my team season is over, I will then partake. But just get baseball in my face. I, I mean, dude, honestly, the only reason I'm big into baseball right now is because I'm a baseball player. I'm a ball player. That's the only reason why I'm in that. But I'll, I'll try to do a better job of toning that down. Because you're right, dude. If the Rangers were in the cup and you were telling me how much like you're off doing something fucking stupid, I'd be like, well, you shut up, dude. So I, I get it. <laughs> dude, I remember. And this is just going to be random. I remember. So we were working uh, at the racetrack together when the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup Finals. And I just remember every day you come into work late after a game. And I think, did the Rangers go down 3-1 in that series? Yeah. And every day we'd have the same talk where you would just be telling me about how this series could be totally different. It could. I'll argue that to my death, dude. I'll argue that to my death. That Dwight King call that they missed on fucking Henrik Lundqvist and then the amount of posts that the Rangers missed, like, fuck off, dude. I know, I know, dude. I just think it's funny because I've been in your shoes before. Like, it's got to be kind of like with the Bruins. It's like good for you, but like fuck off at the same time. Whereas, like some days, I I knew you were coming in. And you were just gonna, I was just gonna hear it. But I listened. I listened, and you were right. I mean, the Rangers did have some good chances, dude. It's it's. I just so, thought that was funny. I, was I will like, say this: it is so nice to be able to watch fucking hardcore hockey playoffs and not be like. A million percent invested. Like I can't even imagine what you're going through, dude. Like I haven't had that emotion for the Rangers in a while. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. fuck. <clears throat> it's all. It's honestly all I can. It's all I can really think about. Yeah. Um, second zero. Alexander Campbell, some prospect. Don't know where he's from. Who he played for. Basically said that he's intimidated by the Montreal Canadiens front office at the combine. Because they all have big biceps and, like, look scary. Um, Automatically taking this kid off my trip. I mean, yeah, aren't all teams going to do that? Like, you're scared of somebody with big biceps? What what about when you go in a corner with Dustin Bufflin, dude? Yeah, and, like, at the end of the day, dude, is Mark Bargevan ripped? For sure. But he's not, I mean, he's not going to rip his Louis Vuitton belt to punch you in the face. Like, he's just... Mark Bergevin's ripped for the ladies and for the fashion. 
He's not ripped getting like backstreet brawls. You know what I mean? Can I agree? What more? are you scared of? Yeah, I just that was a weird thing to say. I don't. I think that kid fucked himself. Yeah, I agree. Uh, third zero of the week, Enterprise will pick you up. The uh, rental car company with the Martin Broder commercials. I don't know if you saw it. I saw it online earlier today. So when the Blues anthem singer um, was going and they had, you know how they had the color guard? And, yeah. Like, the firefighters are holding it up. All the flags. There was like the American, like the St. Louis flag and like all those flags. And the last flag was an Enterprise flag. Like, why do you have some firefighter holding an Enterprise flag? Like, the marketing is everywhere. It's an Enterprise arena. It's on the boards. It's on the ice. Why don't you give America a minute, pal? Yeah, dude. Get Enterprise out of my fucking face, dude. It's time to salute the troops. Leave fucking Enterprise out of it, man. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I don't know. I just thought it was like a weird move. And, like, That's so dumb. Like That'd be like, like if oh, you're like, in no Boston and they had like a Dunkin' Donuts flag. Like it, like up in the rafters, there's like the Canadian flag, the American flag, and then like a DD like coupon. Right. If the Boston Bruins <laughs> score more than three yeah. goals tonight, you get a free medium sized iced coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. No, dude. Stay in your Here's lane. Here's a question dude. for you: how, how many more years are we going to see that Boston not commercial? Do you oh, think it's one and done, God, or do you think dude. it bleeds into next? Year? I fucking hope that's one and done. That thing is awful, dude. Like I understand Pasternak is one of the best players on the Bruins, but you're telling me that's who you go with to serve two middle, two pen, uh, two penalty minutes in the box? You're not going to go with Marshan. You're not going to go with Chara. You're not going to go with people who actually take penalties. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that too. Kind of, I mean, but do you think the Dunkin' Donuts like team knows that some girls like ooh Pasternak? I have have another great point with this commercial, dude. I thought about this the other day. When you watch a commercial, Pasternak goes into the box, and there's a dude sitting in the box, and he's in a blue fucking shirt, and he has a laptop. Who the fuck is that guy? I'm not. I think he's supposed to be, yeah, I don't know, like a scorekeeper. Yeah, or but the scorekeeper doesn't have a laptop, dude. Like, is this guy just getting the Wi-Fi from the penalty box? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why they had a conversation in the penalty box. I, do you think they were just like, oh, and we need him to talk to somebody? It's like, oh, we'll just put a guy in a sweater with a laptop in the penalty box. He doesn't box. even talk to him, dude. The, the fact that that guy is in the box is so fucking pointless. Like, I just don't get it. I think, like, maybe, like... The CEO of Dunkin' Donuts' daughter married some dude and has a wedding gift. He's like, hey, we'll put you in a commercial. Just sit here on a computer. Like, it makes no sense that there's somebody there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that either. That's a good point. That is a good point. All right. That was our three stars of the week. Now we're going to move on to... Oh, wait. That was our heroes and zeros. Now we're going to move on to our three stars of the week. Wow. Whew. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, three stars. You kind of brought it up earlier in one of your zeros, but uh, this week Spencer Knight was projected to be the top goalie in the draft. He uh, was confused by a team's interview question, do you like to stop pucks and prevent goals? I'm still going back and forth on that. 27 teams talked to him, and he models his game after Carey Price. So there's a lot of weird questions going on at the uh, draft. So this week's three stars is three questions you would ask a prospect at the Combine. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I'll go first. All right, here we go. So, my, so I don't know. I think it was like a Letterkenny uh, tweet that I think you – I don't know if you retweeted it or if somebody else did, but I saw it the other day. Oh, it's funny. It was about a kid wearing like 99. Yeah. Yeah. 
So my, my question is, my number one or third star would be, what number did you wear growing up? You can't have the kid wearing 87 or 99 being drafted by your team. Have some creativity or stick to one of the basic, like, one through, like, 40. Yeah, no, I get that. I The only way you can wear, like, a number that nobody else has worn is if you're fucking disgusting. Other than that, like, stick – I wouldn't even say one through 40. I'd say one through 20. I remember one season I wore 77, and then I looked at myself in the mirror, and I was like, what are you doing? Oof. I get why you did it, but you're right, dude. You can't be doing shit like that. Yeah. All right, my third star. So, uh... Oh, wait. Yeah, what's up? That's it. I was going to ask who your third star is. My third star uh, would be, who is your favorite porn star? I think you can tell a lot from a guy by the by the, by the the girls that he's interested in. Uh, that's just... That's kind of... I think... I don't know. What do you got on that? Anything? Who's your favorite porn star? Uh, Rachel Starr, for sure, probably. <laughs> It used it used to be it used to be August Ames, but she passed away. Rest in peace. I didn't think you were gonna answer that. My <laughs> my number two uh, my number two star is. Uh, did you ever post your? I don't even know if I got the name of this Facebook group right. Did you ever post your new equipment or gloves and proclaimed hockey equipment horse after your fifteenth birthday? Was one. that the name of it? Uh, proclaimed. I think it is. Yeah, I think you nailed it. So there's like, I don't know if everyone will know about it, but like 10 years ago, and I'm probably still around, there was that Facebook group where guys would just get sick equipment and then post it in there for awesome likes. I think Garrett Sparks was in there and he like got in trouble or something. Like there was some like backlash, but I don't know. I always thought it was a stupid group. I would browse it. I'm not going to lie, but I always like, it'd always be this like rich kid from like Colorado who would have like all new like power equipment and he'd have custom tongues that were hanging like 25 feet out and there was like sparkles everywhere. I, I like I that. I'm going to actually critique yours a little bit. And what I would do is I would take a picture of them at the combine, like in their hockey gear. And I would put it on that, that Facebook group and I would just caption roast me and just have people fucking go to work on the per- person's style and then bring him in and like read him the comments and see how he reacts. Yeah. Make, you should make him read them like that Jimmy Kimmel thing where he like makes celebrities read me tweets or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your uh, My second star, uh, favorite movie. Again, kind of like the porn star. You can find out a lot about somebody by their favorite movie. Uh, if this guy is telling me he likes Lone Survivor over Finding Nemo, I'm probably going to pick the guy who likes Lone Survivor. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Disney guy. I don't want to critique it because um, people get upset when we talk about movies and TVs. Is what we've learned. So I, I don't want to critique it. Finding Nemo is not a terrible movie, though. Is there like, is there like a threshold? Are you just looking for an action movie? What if a guy says like he want his favorite movie, Step Brothers? Are you okay with that? I'm okay with that, but like, I'm not looking for him to say like October Sky. Okay, so I'm gonna give you some categories of movies. You can tell me if you consider them or not. Uh, first one's like action. Action. So like, give me an example of an action movie. Like a cop movie. Uh, like Beverly like Hills, the, like, like Beverly Hills Cop. Or like Wars. John Wick. What if someone said John Wick? Here, I can fuck with that, dude. John Wick's a good movie. Alright, what about like a drama? I need, exa- I need examples of the movies. I can't, I don't know what a drama is. Not, let's get drama. Ro- romantic comedy. Like if he says stupid crazy love? Like, yeah. I'm in on that, dude. It's a good, move, a good movie. <laughs> All right. I'm going to cut this short. And then, obviously, you're pro. So, you're. So, you some romantic comedies, comedies, action movies. 
So you're open to a lot of things. No, just dude, anti- I'm just like, saying I'm just saying I want a kid to tell me a war movie, dude. Give me Saving Private Ryan, Lone Survivor, something like that. Okay. You, you give so me the, the Patriot, you give me anything like that, I'm like, fuck, dude, you just climb the you just climb my leaderboard. You're ready to go, you're so ready you're to just, battle. You're just looking for war. Yeah. All right, that's what I was trying to figure out. Thank you. Okay. Uh, my number one, kind of going off war. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put anything in the chamber, but I would. They wouldn't know that. I just pull a gun out, slide it across the table, and just look at them, see what, <laughs> see what they say. Or maybe not even slide it across the table. Just like put it out and put it right in front of me, like an old Smith and Weston <laughs> or something. Just like. It, or maybe it doesn't even have to be a gun. Just something that would like really like confuse them. Dude, do, the do not backpedal on this, dude. Them. Don't backpedal on this. If you if you slit a prospect, uh, an unarmed gun across the table, and then just and then just sat there at him and didn't say anything, that'd be one of the funniest fucking things ever. Can you imagine what would be going through their mind? Like, oh my god, what league is this? And every every single like you know how there's always like ten guys from the organization there. All of them are also like stone faced. Just looking for a response. Yeah, that would be hilarious, dude. Oh my god! Can you because what do you like? What do you do? As a prospect, <laughs> I would be like, "What does he want me to do with this?" <laughs> it's not a clue. What do I say? That's, what would you do? If I, 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 I honestly have no idea. I would. What would you do, dude? If you're just sitting there, somebody fucking did that to you, and then and then you look over, and there's twelve Montreal Canadian executives with biceps popping out of their shirt, just staring you down. Yeah, dude, I think, uh, I don't know. I think what I would probably do is I try to defuse the situation with like like a lighthearted joke maybe. I, I don't know if they would go for it. They'd probably continue to be stone-faced. <coughs> if they just continue to be stone-faced after I said a couple things and went silent, I think I would just sit there in silence and just go in like a silence off. Dude, if a kid in a war movie, or if a kid told me a, a war movie was his favorite movie and then I did that to him and then he pulled out a gun out of his pocket and slid it across the table, like that's my first pick. Yeah. What if, what if, like, you slid it across the table and, like, uh, JT Miller was on the other side and he showed that tattoo? That <laughs> that's all. That's all he does. Like, without zero hesitation, it's not. It's on his forearm. If he just fucking <laughs> lifts it up and it's just like that fucking deer hunting tattoo, it's like shit, dude. Okay. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, pass it back to me. Thank you. That that'd uh, be good. Uh, my number one star. I think this would be really funny. You just look at him and you go. Imagine I'm a girl, wheel me, and just see see what type of see what fucking moves they'd have in the, in the, in the chamber there, dude. I, you got to remember, hockey, yes, is very like it takes a physical toll on the body and and all that shit for hockey. But they spend a lot of time getting after it outside of the rink. I would kind of want to know what type of kid I was bringing to the bar. Yeah, I don't even think with this one. And by the way, I wouldn't. Never mind. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because that would unvalidate everything we just said. If I if I was a GM and I asked that question, I would just want the kid to say something like just go like if the kid could like make fun of himself for it, it just like come off total douche. I'd be like, I think this kid's funny. Like, I think sometimes you just kind of got to roll with the punches. So I think as long as they give you something, even if it's super awkward, I would be good. As soon as a kid's like, I'm not doing that, I'd be like, get out. Be like coward. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you nailed it there. Um, <coughs> By the way, if any NHL GM did this at like the combine and it came out in the press, we would totally like rip them for it. 
Maybe not all of them, but a couple of them. Dude, if a GM slid a gun, an unarmed gun across the table at somebody and didn't say anything, I mean, that's a Eugene Meldick move, except for he probably doesn't have a gun. It's probably like a water gun. <laughs> it's Eugene Meldick and Patrick Wall across the table and Mark Bowetsky, and they're just staring at you. Or It's a nightmare. Or like you make them do like something like you come up with a, a ton of like goofy hats and like costumes and you have and you're like you have to put one of each of these items on one of us, and it's like the hat with like the wheel on top of it and just like or like fucking I don't, I think that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> All right, dude. I don't know. What's next? Let's send them like a field day, dude, and start having some yeah. the hack the hack jump thing. No, that you give them the fucking what's that thing that you grab onto and it flings flings everything in the air. What the hell was that? Do you know what I'm talking That'd about? That would be great. The uh, the parachute, like the yeah, the giant parachute looking thing. Yeah, break out one of those Dude, fucking that things. So, that would be so funny if like the Montreal Canadiens held their own combine. But it was just and a the field first day. drill they ran at the combine was the parachute. Just a field day. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would actually be kind of electric. I like if you're a late round draft pick and you show up and it's a field day. You're like, wow, I can maybe move up a couple rounds. You have that one thing where they they poked holes in the bottom of coffee cans and filled them up with water, and you have to pass them over your head to the guy behind you. Do you remember that one? (laughs) Or it's like so, like on the draft night, it's like showing their combine stats. It's like 15 pull ups, like benched like 75 times, and then like one like the the egg on a spoon race. Yeah, right. Jesus, man. They should let us run this. It'd be, we'd get more out of them. Um, but that was this week's episode, Morning Skate 99. Next week's episode is going to be number 100, dude. 100 epis. How do you feel about that? I feel good, dude. We're going to have to do something big. I think we got to get a couple, like, maybe, like, old friends on the podcast or something, figure it out. I think so, too. Cam Jansen told me to hit him up whenever. So maybe we'll get Cam Jansen on for a couple minutes. I'll, I'll shoot him a message. We'll figure it out. But... All right, guys. He's probably well, busy right now. <clears throat> yeah, but that's when we would want him. True. But uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Leave us a review. We'll see you guys next week. Later.